0: of
1: all the gin joints and all the towns in all the world, she walks in a mine.
2: Impressive. Most impressive.
1: Seeing things you people wouldn't believe.
2: Uh, Let's go see him again.
1: Colonel, you came out here to find out why one of your machines blew a gasket you don't seem to want to accept the fact that you're dealing with an expert in guerrilla warfare with a man who's the best with guns, with knives, with his bare hands a man who's been trained to ignore pain ignore weather to live off the land to eat things that to make a billy goat puke in Vietnam his job was to dispose of enemy personnel to kill, period win by attrition well Rambo was the best are you telling me that 200 men against your boy is a no win situation for us? You send that many, don't forget one thing. What? A good supply of body bags.
0: Is that not the best line of the movie, First Blood? It's not even Rambo. He's not even in the scene. The amazing Richard Krenner and Brian Dennehy. Welcome to Making Movies Great Again. With my buddy, my co-host, the one and only Chris Coles. He goes by Mr. Reagan on YouTube. Also the alpha critic, Chris. Let's start by, I chose this movie uh, as the follow-up to your choice of Rocky. Did you enjoy watching First Blood? You know what's funny is I wasn't really looking forward
3: to it. Well right. the reason I wasn't looking forward to it was because I I thought I had seen this movie maybe ten times. But I realized that I'd I'd seen this movie maybe ten times in this sort of T V version where it was like cut to pieces. Uh, You know, they they used to like uh, wash these things up for TV, for for family viewing in the 80s. And I probably hadn't seen it since I was, I don't know, 10, 11, 12 years old, something like that. So it has been such a long time since I've seen it. It was like watching a, a movie for the first time again. And you don't really, you know, we watch these movies that we know are classics, modern classics. We consider them right and we don't necessarily remember why, or at least I don't always remember why. I just remember it as this sort of iconic film from my childhood. But watching this again, you realize there's so much that modern cinema owes to this movie specifically. Like, this was the
0: f- kind of like the first modern action film.
3: This but, was but so isn't, this, isn't this
0: something stuff we find is again and again and again? Whichever movie we've mm-hmm. picked, we've been doing this for a couple of months now. We find that that movie, whether it's Die Hard, whether it's this one, kind of becomes a a genesis for a genre and has so much. Mm -hmm. A Blade Runner. I mean, Blade Runner. How many ripoffs of Blade Runner are there? So I think we're picking the right movies, don't you, Chris?
3: I was thinking just, uh, yeah, we definitely are picking the right movie. I was actually just thinking yesterday, watching a little documentary on the making of Andor. I know you liked the Star Wars show Andor, and I didn't. And I realized part of the reason is probably because they made Andor look a lot like Blade Runner. They took this almost like an Art Deco design to it, you know.
0: Yeah, so I was watching. So (laughs) I watched the movie with my wife. Then last night, because I don't sleep, um, I got up and at midnight I started watching the movie again with David Morell, the author of the book First Blood, doing a, um, a commentary. Audio commentary. And yeah. It was fascinating. And he is a dude. Is he a movie geek? This guy, I mean, he's he's reading the, the thing at the end with the credits. Oh, yeah, and that great stunt coordinator, that Hollywood name, Stephen whatever. I mean, this guy's such an insider geek. He used to teach literature in college. And he says, you do understand what First Blood did. Up to that point, any movie that had action in it, it had one action thing in the beginning. Every act had one action thing. One for the first act, one for the second, and then the culmination. This is the first movie that actually had action from the first act all the way through the movie. It changed it yeah. forever, and that's how we get to you know, Die Hard, Fast and Furious, the Marvel movies. So again, an iconic genre-creating film. Yeah, yeah,
3: and, and you, you forget it until you watch it again, and you think about when it was actually produced and you realize yeah this was the first modern action movie and it's really done well i mean you don't that's something that recur that i find recurring as well when we watch these films it's like the reason why it is iconic the reason why it sort of generated an entire genre of filmmaking is because it was done perfectly it was done brilliantly and you really you really are engrossed in the film from the beginning to the end. It's it's very difficult. Like in a modern film or modern show, oftentimes I find myself going to the kitchen, making some food, right. pausing the thing. You know, I find myself distracted by my phone, something like that. This film... It, I would get lost in the film. In fact, there was moments when I would try to do something else and I couldn't because I had to watch the film. You know what I mean? It was, it, I just loved it from
0: from the beginning to the end. There's, there's no downtime. So we just played the opening scene where he finds out that Delmar, his buddy, has died as a result of cancer from Agent Orange. It, it, it's, it's bucolic. He walks up to that lake scene, the mountain, absolutely beautiful. And then the mood totally changes when he finds out the last member of his Green Beret unit is dead we switch to this scene. It's Hope. That's the actual name of the real town. It's meant to be in Washington State, but it's actually in uh, British Columbia, right? So it's a Canadian town pretending to be uh, American. But at this point, you see a total change. His face. He's he's lost it. Last guy out of the unit, out of his detachment, is gone. And then in steps Brian Dennehy, the sheriff. Let's, let's talk about uh, Sly a little bit later. I love Brian Dennehy. It, it, just mm-hmm. a, a guy who didn't get enough recognition if you like him check out the incredible movie gorky park uh with john hurt as well an amazing thriller based in the soviet union talk to us uh, chris about brian dennehy's performance
3: well brian dennehy in this film it's it's a it's such a nuanced character yeah because he's not necessarily a bad guy his his buddy is more his worse than he is
0: gant the but guy the a, guy who falls out of
3: the, the helicopter at the beginning yeah exactly yes. right Uh, But he is uh, essentially the instigator of everything that happens in this film. Like he does push Rambo as Rambo says. He's he pushed me, pushed me. Yeah, he's pushing him. uh, He's being a bit of a jerk, you know, at the beginning of the film. And, you know, there, there are guys like that in the police force, right? This is where you get the whole concept of police brutality. Right. Nowadays, we only talk about police brutality when it when it's about you know black lives matter and stuff like that but you know since the dawn of time you give some guys guns and you say protect the public and there's going to be a few guys who want to abuse that power and nobody likes those guys we we can all relate to rambo i think we've all had situations where there's like many many guys against us or many people against us and we think man you just love to go to war with all these guys and rambo can do it so rambo is kind of like um you know, you're, you're living vicariously through him standing up against this large group of men and, and he can actually take them all out. You know, it's it's a it's a, it's you need a villain like Denehy, You need a guy like that who can really piss you off, even though he's not necessarily a bad person. He does piss you off. You you, you he makes you hate him, despite the fact that he's not maybe the worst guy in the world. But you think a, a little bit, maybe he deserves it. And that performance is just beautiful.
0: Yeah, there's a little bit more depth to it, of course, uh, in the novel, uh, and the novel, which was written 10 years before the film ever got made. This movie was in absolute development hell. It was in four or five different studios, uh, 26 different scriptwriters. It was, you know, it was a cursed project for many people. Uh, the original book is rather anti-war. David Morrell in 1960s, early 70s was rather anti-war. And, and the Teasel character, Sheriff Teasel, um, is a career. War vet and he doesn 't get why these Vietnam War vets are so you know broken by their experience, and he just you know served his nation. The only only hint you get of that in the movie is a, a moment when he sits down at his desk and there 's a, a little frame of uh, his war medals behind him. They don't discuss his his, his uh, war record any more than that. We are talking Making Movies Great Again. It's First Blood. It started a billion dollar franchise uh, helmed by sliced alone. Our co-host is my buddy Chris Coles. He's Mr. Reagan USA on Twitter. You've got to subscribe to his YouTube channel right now. Mr. Reagan, also the Alpha Critic. This is Making Movies Great Again. If you love our specials, subscribe. It's absolutely free. Go to your favorite podcast platform. Go to Spotify, go to Apple Podcasts, plug in my name Sebastian gorker America First, never miss an episode. Uh, please leave us a five-star review. It does help with those dastardly algorithms and of course, share the links with your friends. If you enjoy America First, also check out the store, sebgorkastore.com for all your America First gear made in the United States of America. sebgorkastore.com, wear them with pride. Every day when I pass a mirror, I still can't believe it. It's me! I'm looking back at myself. I never thought I'd be this fit again, but 42 pounds ago, I decided to take control of my health. And with the help of my PhD, weight loss and nutrition, I'm so glad I did. The program is simple. Dr. Ashley Lucas and her amazing team customize a plan for your body to make it simple. They even provide... 80% of your food at no additional cost. They treat your entire person as one. Dr. Ashley believes that all change starts with the mind. She'll help you to change your behavior when it comes to food and think differently about food so you'll never gain the weight back. Give them a call right now at 864-644-1900 and they can answer all your questions. If I can do it, you can do it.
2: Well,
0: like I said, he's a friend.
2: Uh, my name is John Rambo. We served on the same team together in Nam. I don't know if they ever talked about me. I've, I've got a picture uh, of us together somewhere. Let's <laughs> chunk in my pocket. Here, here it is, here it is, that's me, that's uh, Danforth and Westmore, Bronson, Ortega, and there's Delmar, right in the back. You had to put him in the back because he's so big, if he didn't, he'd, he'd take up the whole picture, look how big he is. Delmar's gone. Um, when, what time will he be back? He died. What? He died last summer. Died how? Cancer. Brought it back from there. All that orange stuff that spread it around. Cut him down to nothing. I could lift him off the sheet.
0: For me, I've seen this some, I don't know, 30, 40 times. For me, that line, Chris, cut him down to nothing. I could mm-hmm. pick him up. I mean, just so powerful. And and this scene isn't even in the novel. The novel starts. With Rambo walking into the town and, and Teasel picking him up. So, credit to the scriptwriters. Also, again, just like Rocky, whether it's this scene, the, the, the sudden shock, what? He, he's dead? And compared to the, the end scene where he literally has a, a mental breakdown in front of Colonel Troutman, I'm sorry, Sly's a bloody good actor. Yeah, he really
3: is. Actually, that scene that you're talking about, that final scene, uh, such a beautifully acted scene and how they bookended the film with the moment that he first realizes his buddy has died of cancer yeah. and the moment where he's sort of at his wits end. And, uh, you know, Troutman's trying to talk him down and he breaks down crying, uh, sort of holding Troutman as if Troutman is his father yes. or something, you know? And uh, it's really a beautifully performed scene. It really does evoke emotion. Troutman's holding back tears himself, and you know you feel like, yeah, this guy does deserve something. He does deserve a second chance. He does deserve sympathy. And from what I understand, in the book, Rambo is more of an animal. He's more animalistic. He's 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 more violent. He
0: he kills about two hundred people in the book.
3: Yeah, right, right. And in and in the film, they made Rambo more sympathetic, and they made the sheriff. Uh, a little bit more of a villain um, which which in the book it was i think the opposite Uh, you really relate a lot more to to john rambo's character i think in in this version even though he is crazy i mean there is a moment where troutman says you know you brought this on he does suggest like you wanted this like there was something in you that that wanted this to happen and i kind of get that sense too that maybe rambo he he just, he was like, he didn't really have anywhere else to go. What does he know? He only knows one thing. He knows war. He knows fighting. And, you know, when he has that breakdown, he says, look, you know, over there, I was in charge of these million-dollar machines. Here, I can't even hold down a job. You I can't know. get a job this parking
0: is- cars. And then he throws – there yeah. it is. Beautiful. He throws the M60. I can't get a job parking cars. I mean, th- just right. that, that, that reversal of fortune. Morell actually said his goal was to bring the Vietnam War back to America. To, to you know, take the violence of Vietnam and then have it burst onto the streets of America back when he had this you know, anti war attitude. Ten years later, this was the first depiction. Let's give it due. This was the real first. Brave depiction of PTSD in a popular movie, right? The what these people went through. And just this speech when he says, you know, I came home, they spat at me at the airport, they called me a baby killer. How do they dare to do that? They didn't walk in my shoes, they didn't see what I saw, and then he this incredible story of his his friend being being blown up. All right, let's let's talk about the other man in this scene. I, I just I don't know what it was when I saw this. We've got let's have a photograph of him as the the moment he comes into the, the tent. I just love This silhouette, Richard Krenner as Troutman. I've got a soft spot for this guy. I mean, it just connected with me as the father figure or something. We've got some more still pictures of him. Um, And of course, the amazing story that this was Kirk Douglas. Troutman was Kirk Douglas. He was hired to play it. He went, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. So Kirk Douglas was on the set and he took the script rewrote the whole script to make himself the lead of the movie, wow. changed it so that he kills Rambo at the end and he's the hero. <laughs> and the producers and the director said, no, sorry, we're not making that movie. So he, he walks off, literally walks off the set on a Friday. They call Krenner's agent. Krenner says, okay, and he's on the set in British Columbia by Monday afternoon. Pre- I, I never
3: heard that, pretty, pretty, good that right? pretty, pretty good performance, right? Pretty good performance. I mean, not just a good performance, but he's, yeah, he he has this kind of like stoicism to him. Uh, and he has a sort of power, just, just it's his a weight. look, just a glance. Yeah. It's a yeah, weight. He has a presence. Yeah. Exactly right. And, and it, you notice something, I find that era to era, like there are certain eras in which you will have certain looks, that people will have a certain look to them, right? And it'll become po- popularized. In the 80s, I mean, you look at this guy, there is something Reagan-esque about him. Yes! He does have a little bit of a Reagan look. Reagan as the grandfather to the to the country, Krenna to the father of Rambo. I mean, it all seemed to kind of like work you know things vibrate in certain frequencies at certain times and at this time you had this Reagan-esque character and he kind of had that disposition as well about him just not just the look but just how he was and uh, yeah beautiful performance you know it's a different performance than what Rambo did and like I said there was this moment where he's He's holding back tears when he's listening to Rambo's story, realizing what this man has gone through. And yeah, just every little piece of it is just perfect. You know, the casting's perfect. It's a perfect movie.
0: And then we have we can go back to the, the, the scene in, in the um, police station. We can notice the uh, other actors. This must have been one of uh, Caruso's first movies ever. Uh, the, you know, David Caruso, the, 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 the carrot top there is one of the sheriffs. Mm-hmm. Then we've got Michael Talbot. I think we've got a picture. Do you recognize this sheriff? There's, there's Caruso. And then mm-hmm. do you recognize one of the sheriffs is this guy? Are, are you of a certain... No, victim? I recognize Caruso. Who's this guy? He's one of the supporting actors for all of Miami Vice, the TV show. Oh, really? And he's, one, he's the sheriff who gets the, the wooden spikes, the punji sticks in his legs and starts ah, screaming, okay. right? And yeah, the, yeah. Look at Caruso. Caruso puts in quite a good performance as well, right? As, as the cop with, with a soul. Yeah. With a conscience, the nice guy, yeah, the nice, the good cop. And actually, I think Caruso
3: is the first one that gets stabbed by, uh, yes, by uh, uh, Rambo intentionally. Like, you know, obviously the one cop falls out of the helicopter uh, by accident, but uh, he actually stabs Caruso in the leg with a with a with his like Bowie knife, uh-huh. which is pretty crazy. Uh, yeah, all of them give great performances. It's you know. The thing about this movie is that they went in with a sort of philosophical idea behind it, behind the action. You know, this philosophical idea of the, uh, the forgotten soldier um, and these people, like you said, who go through P- PTSD. They they went through this idea of there are men who abuse their power in the world. And these men, you know, should be maybe be s- stood up against and how things can just all go to heck. And, uh, and and so there is a kind of soul to this movie, whereas I think a lot of films today, they don't have that same kind of soul. If it's an action film, they just forget about that part of it. Right. Uh, and so this isn't just an action movie. This is a movie with, I think, um, some depth and some substance.
0: No, absolutely. This isn't just another car chase movie with lots of explosions or whatever. This has depth to it. This has a a certain layer of complexity. We're making movies great again with Mr. Reagan. This is America First. I'm your co-host, Sebastian Gorka. If you enjoy us, follow us on all social media. We are everywhere that matters we are on truth social twitter facebook parler getter telegram cloud hub you can watch us salemnewschannel.com or you can go to my personal substack sebastiangorka.substack.com sebastiangorka.substack.com Just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell with MyPillow is launching the MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented the MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes it even better. MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow, and now with a brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread, the MyPillow 2.0 is the softest and coolest pillow you'll ever own for my exclusive listeners the MyPillow 2.0 has a buy one get one free offer with promo code Gorka MyPillow 2.0 temperature regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10 year warranty and a 60 day money back guarantee just go to MyPillow.com click on the radio listener square for the buy one get one free offer enter promo code Gorka or call 800-829-8468 that's code G-O-R-K-A go today there are lots of um favorite moments you can pick in the movie um there's one moment that's incredibly powerful i don't know if you agree and it's it, it is with uh, dennehy and caruso that moment when we i think we've got the footage or the, the b-roll of the helicopter incident um when uh, galt has fallen out of the helicopter because he's an idiot he didn't have his his safety harness on Uh, Rambo throws the rock at the helicopter, spooks the pilot, he falls out, only death that we see on screen in the whole movie, by the way, the only death, even Teasel, survives. And then that moment, just a little bit of the filmic touch here, when Rambo goes down into the valley, into the gulch, and Galt's body is splayed on the rock. Did you notice the steam coming off the body? I mean, somebody had to think about that and somebody had to Mm -hmm. work that out. The prop master had to work out how we're going to have. Yeah, it's a warm body that's just oozing blood over this rock, but we're going to have steam coming up. It's really kind of like mythical. And then, you know, he pulls up the face of the the bloodied man who was trying to murder him. And Mm -hmm. then later, Dennehy comes down to the body. Caruso makes some quip about, you know, this War hero, Rambo, with his Medal of Honor. And I don't know how they do this in movies, but he, then he grabs Caruso by the hair. He's not faking it. He grabs him and he puts his face into Mm -hmm. Galt's dead body. And he says, you know, we were hanging out with each other when you were wiping your nose as a little kid. That, there's some there's some energy there's some force there's some real acting in this movie,
3: yeah, yeah, I mean that's coming from somewhere uh personal right he's yeah. either you know gone through some stuff himself or he's imagining you know that that is his best friend or whatever that he grew up with and yeah it's it's perfect there there's also a a, a clever bit of i don't know who thought of this idea but i i apparently there's a bit uh, like so he's holding this guy up, Rambo's holding this guy killed up and he takes his jacket off yes and what i what what struck me about that is like you're holding a dead body that just fell from a helicopter onto the rocks covered in blood and this guy's like most people including myself would be like i don't want to touch it you know
0: (laughs) i'm I'm out of here
3: yeah but rambo's like I might need this jacket, you know, and he's just like pulling it off the dead body. Uh, It's just so morbid, but it kind of just shows how tough this guy is. Um, The scene apparently where Rambo jumps onto this tree, they actually had to have him somehow jump onto a tree at some point or something. And, And Sylvester Stallone does it. He actually yeah. does it himself, He breaks like he, two he broke, ribs. He broke a
0: it. rib, bruised his spleen. We actually have a still here um, of the way they did it. So it's a little grainy, but I picked this off the internet yesterday. Massive air wow. mattress with cardboard boxes all underneath. And uh, allegedly, he says this in the, in the interview, uh, either a stuntman did it or either slide did it. Three times they jump off that cliff. Three times oh, just to wow. get the shot. that's yeah, that's
3: incredible. When you first mentioned we were doing this uh, project, I, for some reason I had either heard or for whatever reason I thought that they had shot this in Oregon, back where I'm from, but they didn't. They shot this in British Columbia. Yeah. And I, and I was watching this film before I looked it up, and I was thinking, I don't remember that cliff in Oregon. I haven't seen that. <laughs> it's such a cool place. It's such a beautiful, beautiful location. It does remind me of my childhood a bit, uh, riding around on dirt bikes. Uh, that is the kind of terrain that we would – you know, uh, that I would have been living in, uh, riding around, uh, hiking, bicycling, whatever it was. And, uh, yeah, it's, it just did remind me of home a little bit, even though it's British Columbia, Washington, and Oregon are all kind of similar. Right. Uh, climate-wise in terms of the vegetation and stuff like that. So yeah, Speak, really
0: reminded me of home. Speaking of dirt bikes in the movie just as a little a little fine detail. He escapes the police headquarters on the motorbike in the in the novel as well, uh, but he's fully naked. He rides he rides down the high oh, street is that right? completely <laughs> buck naked in the movie. They, they 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 left that out in the in the novel. They left that out in the movie. All right. Probably best. Probably, probably for best, the best. Probably we have got to talk about this amazing scene. We got to talk about the famous uh, knife that he uses the top according to sly is actually something they found in the forest that he said I'm just I'm just freezing myself and he actually said okay we're going to make this part of the movie so they filmed him taking that stinking tarp out and then cutting it up and making it into a poncho. That allegedly that is an improvised prop. Uh, we're making movies great again with Mr. Reagan Chris Coles. Follow him right now on YouTube. You won't regret it. He's also the alpha critic uh, Mr. Reagan USA on Twitter. I'm Sebastian Gorka. This is America First making movies great again. Coming to you from the dot com studios relief factor pain relief that works pain relief that's real pain relief that is liberating half a million americans across the country me included but it's not just me it's people like leah from ohio let me tell you leah's story one Sunday morning, I sat on my couch in so much pain, I was in tears. That's the day I ordered Relief Factor. Following directions, in eight days, I found relief only to get better and better. I am a believer 100%. What a story. That should be your story. That could be your story, but there's only one way to find out, but it's super easy. Go to relieffactor.com, order the three-week quick starter pack for the paltry sum of nineteen It'll be at your door in three days or less. Take it morning and evening like I do, and I promise you, Dr. G's guarantee. By the end of those three weeks, you will know whether it works for you. Like it works for me, Leah, and 500,000 of your fellow Americans. You've waited long enough. You deserve to know. What have you got to lose? I mean, apart from the pain, nothing. Am I right? Call 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com. That's 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com. All right, I think I'm going to have to do this now and again um, <laughs> there are moments when I have to just geek out so let's let's t- it 's a perfect place uh, to do it we've uh, we 've noticed him falling out of the tree he manages to suture himself up. How does he manage to suture himself up because of this co star of the movie, which is his knife um, soon we 'll see the scene of him with teasel I, this this is an iconic image of Of the whole movie after he's downed all the other members of Teasel's team. He just comes out of nowhere, out of the dark, puts this... Massive knife up against his neck, and he says, Don't push it, right? I, you know, leave it, drop it. What is that knife? Well, when I was a kid, I wanted that knife badly. Uh, It was designed by this man, Jimmy Lyle. That's the knife. That's Sly with Jimmy Lyle, a legend, an utter legend in the industry. I bought cheap Chinese knockoffs when I was 14 years old. And then eventually, when I got to a certain age, I afforded myself a real one. And here it is. I brought it into the studio. We're going to geek out. This is one of the knives made by Jimmy Lyle, exactly the same as the one that Sly used in the movie. They took the classic US Air Force survival knife, doubled the size, hollowed out the handle. You've got the compass that you see him use in the movie. You've got the sutures. You've got the needle and thread, the fishing line. So uh, the only difference between boys and men are the price of their toys, Chris? <laughs> that's such a cool uh, prop. I mean, so that
3: was a an actual produced product before the film. No, no, no,
0: no, 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 no. Oh, no, yeah, no, so no. that was made. Sly, the movie. Sly went to the most famous knife, custom knife maker, and said, "We need to come up with something that's iconic that he could." have as his only weapon that became wow. the first blood knife and then lyle made one for each of his movies so that they, they made it even bigger even scarier so when he's got the bow and he's in afghanistan he's got an even bigger one of these but yes this this is the legendary this is this is how the survival knife industry was born because of sly and jimmy lyle well i gotta say as a boy scout and i was a boy scout uh
3: that is uh, quite a fun gadget because it is (laughs) i mean you can knives are critical uh if in a survival situation for sure that's what you want and uh yeah to have that the the screw cap bottom and all that kind of stuff i mean like i think i had stuff like that as a kid but it was like you said like a cheap chinese knockoff and that looks like it's real quality right there oh my gosh uh, yeah yeah, i kind of want that now
0: (laughs) well go go to ebay took me about 12 years to find one so uh, just Mm. just get busy this scene where you know the knife comes into play, the darkness of the forest. The mm-hmm. there's something mythical. It's it's like it's like one of those uh, Grimm's fairy tales with with the scarecrow in the dark. They start shooting at the scarecrow. Then he's jumping off you know these tree stumps from the sky onto the sheriff's. The the mood of this movie is very. Very nicely engineered, right? It starts with that bucolic scene by the lake, moves to the little town with the awful harassing sheriff. Then we get this kind of mythical horror story in the forest, and then it progresses into a complete action movie. But it, there's, no, there's no sense of artificiality or hiccups. These transitions, for, at least for me, Chris, are, are rather smooth.
3: Yeah, and I mean, it all starts when they're trying to shave him. You know, yes. when they when he has that flashback where they're trying to give him that shave, he flashes back to being tortured in Vietnam and he's like, this is not going to happen. Takes out everybody in the police station, gets on the motorcycle, rides off into the forest. And I, I don't think that audiences necessarily expected what was going to happen after they got into that forest. But once <laughs> he was in the forest, he was in his element, yes. right? So he becomes... The soldier he becomes Rambo the soldier and and he's the he, hunter I, I mean they're the they're, they're the hunters, but then it flips well, it's a great line that's a great line in the film, one of them says like uh you know time to go a hunting and they go hunting he goes i think he's hunting us or something like that (laughs) right and it's perfect it's and actually i think i like laughed out loud when i heard that line because it was such a good like good lines will make you laugh out loud sometimes they're just so perfect yeah and but i didn't remember from when i was a kid i thought that this forest scene took a little longer than it did he takes these guys out really quickly yeah He's he's, uh, he's sort of buried in the bushes. J- you don't see him, jumps up, stabs the one guy. He, the other guy gets uh, hit by his little trap. Uh, yeah, all these guys he takes out one by one. He could have killed them all. He doesn't. He lets them live, and he, then he warns Brian Dennehy. And you know what? Brian Dennehy at that point could have said, you know what? It's not worth it. Let's just walk off. This guy hasn't really done anything wrong, except he, you know, he does believe that he killed his good friend in that accident. That, I think, is what drives Dennehy's character to keep going after him, uh, despite the fact that, uh, you know, he, he got the upper hand on all of them in that scene. I mean, there was a lot of men there with, with Dobermans as well. With, with and, multiple
0: uh, Dobermans, with uh, M16s, with a very mm-hmm. nice Heckler & Koch three hundred eight rifle. Let's play that little clip, Eric. Uh, uh, don't push it. Let it go. Let's play it.
1: Ah, <laughs>
2: Could've killed them all. I could have killed you. In time, the law out here to me. Don't push it. Don't push it. I'll give you a war you won't believe. Let it go. Let it go.
0: Just that red line. That red line and that grease <laughs> on Denahi's neck—just that subtle, subtle little bit of makeup to say, yeah, yeah—he yeah. was pressing a knife against his neck. Is Rambo a bad guy, or did they just push him? I, I don't, I don't
3: think anyone really looks at Rambo as a bad guy. I think we all look at Rambo as the hero of the film, uh, a man that was pushed too far. But like I said, there is that that uh, discussion that they have toward the end, and yeah, I think that Rambo. Didn't need to let this escalate. You know, he could have just gone along with things. He could have. He could have. Uh, he. The, the thing about it is, we often say in real life, we often say like, you know, don't, don't resist arrest. Don't resist the police. Don't fight back against. You're going to get shot. You're going to get killed. You know, then it's going to become a whole political thing, depending on what your skin color is, which is ridiculous. Yeah. But that's how things are today. But yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. if you don't fight back at police, you're probably not going to die. The thing is, this is a, a fantasy movie, right? It's, it's a fantastical tale. The police are in the wrong here. I think Rambo is justified in fighting back. And he's a fictional character. He's a fictional character that fighting against an entire police force can win, you know and that's just not you know it's just not real and and the national guard
0: don't forget the national
3: guard (laughs) you can fight single-handedly fight the entire national guard and and come out victorious so yeah it's it's just a fantasy thing i mean i think we all have this idea one man against an army we all wish we could do it it's sort of like superman you know you you want to have those superpowers but you know it's a, 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 a fiction it's like it's like the idea of being able to like jump inside a car uh, crusher and, and actually like survive Or something or like tear tear the machine apart You couldn't do it but it would be nice to believe So and, and in a movie you can experience That right and that's what we get here with Rambo
0: we are talking uh, First Blood, the beginning of the franchise, very different from the movies that followed after this one. Uh, our buddy, our co-host is Chris Coles, Mr. Reagan on YouTube, the Alpha Critic. We're broadcasting to you from the relieffactor.com studios. Relief Factor, if you're in daily pain, if you've tried everything else, do your face, you, do yourself a favor and try a product that is liberating half a million Americans from their daily pain right now, me included. But it's not just me. It's people like Reggie from Florida. This is Reggie's story. I have a lot of pain from aging and after only four days of using Relief Factor, I'm already experiencing less pain and stiffness. Can't wait to see how I feel in a couple more weeks. Relief Factor is a blessing sent by God powerful words. Find out for yourself. It's super easy. Order the three-week quick starter pack at relieffactor.com. It'll be at your door in three days or less. Take it morning and evening like I do. And I promise you, Dr. G's guarantee, by the end of those three weeks, you will know whether it works for you like it works for me, Reggie, and 500,000 of your fellow Americans. 800-583-84, relieffactor.com. That's 800 ReliefFactor. dot relieffactor.com. All right, he's in a cave. They think they've killed him. And then he gets on the radio with the man who created him. And here we get the iconic line. Play cut. What's up to me? the man kept pushing, sir?
1: Well, you did some pushing of your own, John. They drew
2: first blood, not me.
1: Look, Johnny. Let me come in and get you the hell out of there. They drew first blood.
0: Just the subtle delivery of that second time around, they drew first blood. It's Sly knows what he's doing. Sly is really good. Now, (laughs) researching this film, I read lots of stuff. I listened to lots of stuff. People want us to believe that this is Plato. This is Aristotle. This is going into the cave. This is, you know, there's all kinds of <laughs> philosophical stuff and overlays. And then when he comes out in the other shaft, it's rebirth, it's resurrection. I, I don't know. Is this, is this a movie that has to be uh, diced and sliced into these um, philosophical analyses? Oh, absolutely not. I mean,
3: look, look I, there are profound messages in this film. But you, it doesn't need to be uh, this symbolism that people expect. Now, some films have that. Some directors very intentionally do that sort of thing. I think 99% of that stuff is lost on the majority of the audience, which is why I always think it's a little bit silly to put that stuff yeah. in. Uh, it, that, to me, that stuff is more of a fun game for academics, right? If you're like a film theorist or something like that, then you'll be able to... There's a lot of films that rely on that for their longevity. They'll be taught at university. Like I actually went to film school, right? And I'm in film school and they're talking about this film and how there's all this symbolism. And it's much better than you think it is because of all the symbolism. And I'm just thinking like, no, it's not that good, actually. If you have to rely on all this symbolic meaning for stuff for people to be able to appreciate it, it's not that good. You need to be able to appreciate it just by watching it. Right. Right. And 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 if if it has to be
0: explained, then I'm sorry, the filmmaker
3: has failed. Yeah, well, that's exactly right. Right. I I mean – you, you ha- The audience just has to be able to watch the thing And like the thing That's it, it's as simple as that And this is a film that has that stuff in it I mean, if you read the novel I think maybe you might take some more symbolic meaning from things But a lot of this stuff is just This is a movie about survival This is a movie about yeah. one man against an army And winning And he's, you know when, I, I don't even think it's a cave I think it's a mine shaft, right? Or yes. something like that Maybe yes. it is a cave But it looks like a mine to me and they actually blow it up with a rocket launcher, <laughs> and, uh, and he's able to kind of get deep enough into the cave to survive. He finds the other exit, right, and the other side, and he climbs on out, and uh, yeah, and he continues the war, which he doesn't have to do. He could actually have just yes, walked away at that point. he could have
0: disappeared, but he hijacks that National Guard a truck with the M60 in the back that becomes the iconic weapon for the poster. Let's put the poster And how up. iconic is that oh, whole outfit? Oh, but know? hang on. Look at this. Look at this. The official poster. There, right. there, there you have the official poster from 1982 with his M60, known as the pig to anyone who served in Vietnam for obvious reasons. One of the least reliable uh, squad machine guns out there. All right. I uh, have to ask you, Chris, Mr. Coles, Mr. Reagan, have you seen the original version, the original ending of this movie? Oh, no, I haven't. Is it available on YouTube? Can you actually well, watch we it? Well, we have a, a grainy, grainy version of it. So this is uh, this is the original version as screened to test audiences, which bombed play. Do it. Don't let them do it. You train me. You made me. You kill me. You owe me that. so rambo gives 45 handgun to troutman and says you made me you do it you kill me troutman pulls the gun away pulls it away from rambo refuses to kill him and then rambo grabs the handgun pulls it into his belly and commit suicide. That's the original ending, Chris, Ooh, as screened yeah. to test audiences who utterly detested it because they'd I, come to identify with this man. And then what? You're going you're gonna to kill him off. The guy that we identified with as the rebel standing up to the, the, the bent cop. And so they had to go back to British Columbia, back to that old furniture warehouse that had been turned into a, a, a fake police department and film the ending that we're familiar with. Well, you know, I, th- I think Sylvester Stallone is a little bit of a poet.
3: I think he yeah. likes that idea of, uh, you know, and it's a little bit too real, right? I mean, there's so much of this film, but, you know, throughout the movie, I'm just sitting there thinking like they don't really make movies like this anymore, where a punch in the nose actually does stop a guy in his tracks. You know, I mean, you punch a guy in the nose and he's not expecting it and he's going to be out for a little bit. You know what I mean? <laughs> he just punches one guy in the nose real quick and then scurries off to go get the motorcycle. Right. You see this guy going, ah, you know, and that's how it's going to happen. But in movies today, you punch a guy in the nose and he's like unfazed. Either that or he's completely knocked out. One of the <laughs> one of the two. So but this, you know, if a, if a soldier has PTSD that's bad enough, yeah, he, he may kill himself. You know, this is a real thing that happens in real life. It's a tragedy. Uh, you know, it's something that we don't like, you know, it's one of those things in life that we don't like to see. And if we want to experience reality, right, we just read a newspaper. You know, we don't (laughs) want to see that. We don't want to see our fantasies devolve into the most deplorable tragedies of our reality. And so you want to see Rambo live. And yeah, audiences were right to hate that. Uh, But I can understand the sort of like poetic nature of him taking his life at the end Uh, You know, as a story. I understand what the inclination was to write that in. But yeah, that was the wrong choice. Terrible choice. And I'm so glad they fixed it in the end. And we got all the... I don't know if all the sequels were
0: great, but uh, I do really love Rambo, too. So... I'm very happy he lives. Rambo 2 is great. I love Rambo 3. I mean, blowing up Soviet helicopters with a bone arrow. That, that's pretty cool. Pretty cool. I don't know if I've seen, I don't think I've seen Rambo oh, 3. You've got, seen... you got to see Rambo 3 because it's in Afghanistan and Stephen okay. Berkhoff, that crazy British actor, plays the uh, evil Russian uh, colonel or general. And it, I mean, he he chews up the scenery. It is a, a fabulous, fabulous uh, uh, sequel. Uh, just Just popcorn movies and of course him playing uh, that afghan uh, version of of uh, rugby on horses is always uh, amusing as well all right last few little tidbits uh, i think the only movie in american history to have in the credits and i noticed this yesterday uh, when i was re-watching it to have a rat wrangler and a boar mm-hmm. wrangler for the scene where the, he kills the boar they had a boar wrangler and a rat wrangler and the rats were white laboratory rats that had to be hand-hair-dyed black because they were all white. Uh, a little bit of fun uh, um, detail for you. Oh, and let's not forget, uh, because this, you know, the debate on Die Hard being a Christmas movie, I think we put that to bed. Of course, you have to know that First Blood is a Christmas <sighs> movie as well, right? There are Christmas trees. There's a
3: Coca-Cola Santa Claus
0: billboard yes, as well. Yes, Coca-Cola Santa right. Claus billboard. There's little plastic uh, uh, pine trees, Christmas trees in the back of the sheriff's department. So First Blood is, of course, those, a, um, a, a Christmas movie as well. All right. Oh, oh, and Rambo. Where does the name come from? So Morel did admit that there is a French poet he liked called Rambo, but the name for Rambo actually came when his wife came back from shopping and said, have you tasted these apples? And he said, yeah, they're great. Oh, they have a weird name. They're called Rambo apples. So he literally named John J. Rambo after the apple his wife brought home from the supermarket. Ah, All right. I had no idea. Fin- final thought. Um, uh, how will this go down in history, Chris?
3: Well, I think that it's cemented in history as you know one of the great one of the great action films. Maybe you know maybe the first ever true '80s action film the the film that sparked that genre. I don't think it's going to ever lose that. No. Um, I think that what's really great is moments like this, shows like ours, where we go back and we revisit these films. And we recognize why they are the classics that they are. I think that, you know, a lot of us, we we sort of take it for granted because we see it when we're young, like I did. And I think, OK, I'll go see Rambo again. I've seen it a bunch of times. But then you see it in its entirety again, uh, you know, maybe 20 years after the last time I've seen it, maybe even more than that. And it really is an experience. It's something that you can appreciate, you know, new aspects of it every time you see it. And it is worth revisiting, and it is something that students should study, and I think that it's yeah. something that just every red-blooded American man needs to watch every once in a while.
0: Yeah, and, and it's important to study not just from the concept of, of you know, film history and the dramatic arts, but because of its role – in the history of America and the Vietnam oh, War. Yeah. I mean, uh, up there with The Deer Hunter, far, you know, far less commercial movie, but The Deer Hunter and First Blood are, are crucial to our understanding of popular culture's intersection with the Vietnam War and those who served us uh, in that conflict. All right, before I go and put my original Jimmy Lyle First Blood knife back in the safe... We have to choose another movie, Mr. Coles it is your choice you know what
3: i I really <laughs> thought about this this was you know normally you take I just seriously have you you take these choices seriously I know you do I do so I thought I'd give you a a, a choice between two we can go in two different directions okay. if you want we can stick with the grittiness of Rambo or we can go in a somewhat lighter direction mm-hmm. I'm thinking either. The very first Mad Max movie, Ooh. which I think is a classic, Ooh. or we pivot and we go to Ghostbusters. What would you rather watch? Oh,
0: Ooh, that I know it's is a tough hard. <laughs> so, so I love Ghostbusters, especially the second Ghostbusters. Um, however, I'm going to take one for the team because I I've never given Mad Max the original one. It's due. I no, can't. I've seen, I've
3: seen, I've seen the second one a million times. Right, the, the second first one is one so I much haven't...
0: easier. The second one is so mm-hmm. much easier to watch, and then Tina Turner and everything else. Um, I think, Eric, what do you think? Should we, should we, should we get, should we stay gritty? I agree,
3: especially because, like you said, the first Mad Max does
0: not get enough attention. It doesn't. It doesn't. Let's do it. Go. Mad Max. It's been decided. Good choice, brother. Good choice. Thank you, Mad sir. Max next. All right, guys, follow this man on YouTube. It is Mr. Reagan's superb channel, Mr. Reagan USA on Twitter. Also, the Alpha Critic. Check that out as well. I'm Sebastian Gorka. You know what to do. Just follow us everywhere. Subscribe and tell your buddies because we have so much fun. We want you to have fun, too. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, keep your head in a swivel. Watch your six. Hold the line. Never give up. Never give in and stay frosty.
1: Our fathers brought forth upon this continent a new nation conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. I know not what course others may take, but as for me, me. Or give me death
0: The world will little note or long remember what we say here But it can never forget what they did here
1: I have a dream today. Ask not what your country can do for you Ask what you can do for your country Mr. Gorbachev, tear
0: down this wall
1: I can hear you, the rest of the world hears you and the people and the people who knock these buildings down will hear all of us soon. And we will make America great again. This is America first with Sebastian Gorka and
2: uh, have uh, apparently uh also embraced the notion of democracy no longer discussions about whether or not uh, certain privileged people have control and uh, you know uh bring greetings and goodwill from members of the Congress who had a very good impression when you spoke there last
0: and uh what? What what was that? Greetings dear friends, no best of. We are in studio for this <clears throat> day that is a holiday for some. Whilst some are taking a vacation day, the man who bears the title President of the United States is in Kiev. It's not Kiev, you virtue singling panderers. It's Kiev. Ask a Ukrainian. Um, and that's him, in I guess, the presidential palace. Did you hear that mumbling and whispering? That's supposed to be leadership. That that man within 30 foot of where he's sitting is a military aide who's holding a, a large thing called the nuclear football that allows him to launch thousands of nuclear warheads because he is also the civilian commander in chief of the most powerful military in the world. He doesn't sound too well, does he? If that's meant to be a sign of leadership, well, let's have you judge again. Let's have you listen. This is the man who is the incumbent president in Kiev saying something. I don't know. Maybe you could decipher it. Let's play the cut again.
2: And uh, have, uh, apparently, uh, also embraced the notion of democracy. No longer discussions about whether or not uh, certain people have control and uh you know I bring the greetings and goodwill from a member of Congress I had a very good impression when you spoke there last and uh
0: maybe somebody on my team I mean I just literally got back from uh, a few days away in the countryside Mr. Gia, are you there I am what did he say there <laughs> um uh um uh nothing i heard greetings and goodwill i did hear that part alex he sounded so tired didn't he i could barely under- understand a word he said all right well the mainstream media they've got a take on it there's a guy called rick stengel on msnbc who um well <laughs> this is what he said about biden's visit in kiev cut nine How important do you think the visit to Kiev
2: today was toward accomplishing that goal? And basically, I think putting down a marker for the rest of the West to say, we're not going anywhere, you shouldn't either.
1: Chris, I think it's historic. Uh, It's like when JFK went to Berlin in 1963, when Ronald Reagan went to West Berlin in 1987 and said, Mr. Gorbachev, tear, tear down this wall.
0: Yeah, I can I can see it. I can see it now, I can see it sixty years from now, I can see it thirty years from now, they will be playing the mumble mumble, goodwill mumble, mumble mumble goodwill, um as some kind of what? Example of how not to be a leader? Maybe. All right, let's talk about Ukraine. We have so much to cover Project Veritas has lost its founder, James O'Keefe. He's either resigned or been fired from the leadership of the organization he created. The president is in Ukraine. The 45th president, President Trump, is going to Ohio. Yeah, he's actually going to go to the site of that disastrous train accident with those toxic chemicals being burnt off on whose orders? Mm, that is a question. President Trump will be in East Palestine on Wednesday, according to latest, latest statements. Nikki Haley continues to make announcements about why she should be the president of the United States. Governor DeSantis is launching a nationwide campaign of speeches about law enforcement. Hey, Mr. G, why is, why is the governor of Florida making speeches about law enforcement all over America?
1: Because he's running for president, but, but trying to pretend that he's not running for president.
0: Oh, thank you. That makes it much, much more understandable. Thank you. Oh, and somebody else who's in trouble, Don Lemon. Is that, is that Tucker's thing? I do like that. I can't, I can't think of it any other way. Don Lemon uh, wasn't on the morning show again today. Is he about to be booted for good from CNN? Well, we can uh, hope springs eternal. But let's talk about Ukraine. So why is there such a strange attitude to Ukraine in this country? We have the left wing who really weren't into national security at all, sending them pallets of cash, Abrams tanks, you name it. And then we have conservatives who either agree with them, like Graham Lindsay, who probably would give them nuclear weapons if he could. And then the rest, at least the vocal ones, who are saying, don't give them anything. The border's open. 110,000 people died as a result of fentanyl poisoning. We've got trains on fire in Ohio. Don't give them a penny. Now, surely there's a happy medium between the two. You don't have to be a rank isolationist or a neoconservative interventionist neoliberal. What about this idea? What about the idea that Russia invading anybody's a bad idea? What about the idea that if Ukraine falls... Next, it will be Poland and the Baltic States, which are NATO member nations. that, by the way, we have provided an Article 5 guarantee to. And let's remind everybody in 1995, we, we along with the Brits and the Russians and others, convinced Kiev, convinced the newly independent Ukraine to give up its nuclear weapons. It was the third largest stockpile of nuclear weapons after the dissolution of the Soviet Union. We didn't want there to be nuclear weapons in that new unstable nation. So we told Kiev, hey, give those nukes to Russia. We'll look after you. We signed something called the Budapest Memorandum where we promised we would look after Ukraine. It's independence. It's sovereignty. What idiots they were to trust us. Am I right? Isn't it a matter of honor now? Forget geopolitics. How about honor? Thucydides was right. The Greek writer who basically started the art of historic writing. Nations only do things out of three concerns. Fear, interest, and honor. What about honor? We promised them. Imagine if Ukraine had nuclear weapons right now. You think Putin would have invaded? I know he wouldn't have invaded because he would have paid a very high penalty if those nuclear weapons had been launched against him in his dacha or in his office in Moscow. And then lastly, there's the question of a certain thing called a taboo which was established in 1945. After the end of World War II, we said in the civilized world, the idea that you just invade your neighbor to take their territory is wrong. You can't do that with your neighbor's yard. You shouldn't do it if it's your neighbor's country, like Crimea. Why is that taboo, destroyed by Russia, no longer a problem? Could it happen to us? Mexico is not going to invade. Canada isn't. What about China? Is that okay? Just because, well, you know, D.C. is corrupt? Hmm. Let's think again. Let's think about geopolitics and honor Promises made and promises kept. I'm Sebastian Gorka. We've got, oh my gosh, calls flooding in already. The number is 83333 Gorka. That's 833-334-6752. If you enjoy the show, make sure that you are subscribed. Go to your favorite podcast platform. Go to Spotify. Go to Apple Podcasts. Plug in my name, Sebastian Gorka, America First. Never miss an episode. It's absolutely free. Write us a five-star review and send the links to your friend. Likewise, if you're America First. Check out all the America First gear at com. The FBI t-shirt, Fascist Bureau of Intimidation. The Elon Musk t-shirt. Are you paying attention? Hashtag Twitter files. God bless Elon. And the challenge coin. You asked for it, we made it. With President Trump, America First, and the motto, stay frosty. SebgorkaStore.com. That's SebGawkerStore.com. dot